the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Market updates and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. What's going on in Wall Street? What's going on with WhatsApp? And why did Facebook buy them? I'll tell you why I think they bought them. Two words, global domination. I'll tell you more about that. Probably about 33 past this hour. I think there is a very smart reason. I think it is a very risky decision. Big stories out there today, so we should have plenty to talk about. But as always, this is your show. I got into a pretty good pushback on what branding is on Friday to me and how important it is to keep the audience with solid content generation. Yes, SP... Thank you, Cheery, for giving me a little props there. SP 500 up 13, sitting at 1849. Dow up 115, sitting at 16,218. We're near record highs. The NASDAQ up 29 points in at 49.23. With the SP 500, 1850s where we want to really close above. With the Dow Jones Industrial Average, we're still about two to 300 points away from those record highs. It's starting to look like a, a year that started strong, went weak, and buyers came in. Netflix, going to pay Comcast for faster speeds. This is certainly a news. Um, a story that's worth, you know, going why. There used to be a phrase on Wall Street that content is king. And if you have content, that's great. Now you also have to have distribution for that content. So sometimes the roads are king. Sometimes content is king. Now, the whole FCC said there was a net neutrality issue that cable companies and Internet providers can't say what content is more important. In theory, it all has to be delivered at the same speeds to you. That's right. Whether, whether it's porn, whether it's movies on Netflix, whether it's financial news streams, whether it's your Pandora music, all everything gets equal treatment. I threw the porn one in just to you know, kind of anger and incite some people. So Netflix has agreed to pay one of the largest broadband providers, Comcast, um, basically... Well, hold on, first and foremost. Net neutrality, got, net neutrality got struck down, but it was thought to be kind of an important point for Comcast maybe merging with Time Warner. Now, Netflix is almost you know, ruining it because they've made a relationship with Comcast for faster speeds, throwing open the possibility that more content companies will have to shell out for better service. Now, who's the loser here? Well, the winner's Comcast because their backbone's already being used. Second winner is Netflix, because they now get smooth delivery of their content, which compares to their competitors who may or may not. Winning. So you get the idea who's a loser? That's right. You and me. In theory, again, maybe we want only Netflix, but I think we also want competitors to Netflix. So net neutrality its going to be a big conversation piece uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, probably into next year as well. Another big story of note today is Carl Icahn. How is Carl Icahn a big story? eBay. 
he's shedding some light on something that I think you as a consumer want to at least know about. Maybe not fall in love with, but know about. As someone who approaches Wall Street, I want you to, you know, see this, right? Um, okay, so here's what we have. Carl Icahn has basically called out John Donahoe, who's the CEO of eBay. He said, you basically sold off PayPal for half the price that one of your board members bought it from you for and resold it. That's interesting. So Mark Andreessen, we all know him. He kind of looks like a, a evil guy in a, a James Bond movie. He's got the big shiny dome head. Or maybe he looks like he could be in the next Alien sequel. Uh, billionaire who could probably have me killed by lunchtime. Ultimately founder of Netscape many, 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 many years ago. Um, so he's been on their board for a while. And, you know, he's able to say, I'm going to recuse my deal, myself from this deal. But his company, Andreessen Horowitz, hedge fund company, a uh, venture capital company, bought it for $4 billion, Skype, a few years back. Ultimately, 18 months later, sold it to Microsoft for double $8 billion. Um, now, Andreessen's probably one of the most in-touch venture capitalists in the world. So him sitting on the board of HP, him sitting on the board of eBay, starts to bring up the questions of, like, who's he serving, himself and his venture, by keeping the big boys at bay with, like, bad management decisions or decisions that help him? You would never, ever. That's, that's a serious statement. Now, with that said, you know, there's other players out there, PayPal, eBay owns, um, but there's all sorts of little, you know, online players that are starting to crop up, uh, of which Andreessen Horowitz has, you know, a stake in Jumio, Dwala, Coinbase, Boku, um, and Fab. Well, yeah, I guess Fab would sign e-commerce. So you get the idea that Carl Icahn's not, he's not totally wrong for what he's trying to, you know, angle at. Now, Icon's an activist investor, and he got blocked from acquiring more shares when John Donahoe put in basically a poison pill. So you tend to want to buy low and sell high. Icon's in a position that he can't really buy anymore, but now he can still push and bully and potentially take his 2.5% stake you know, and do well if he can get some shake-up on the board. It is a very interesting angle. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Got a big seminar coming up this Thursday. Um, it's going to be a retirement planning and bond alternatives at the Sheraton Hotel. 5990, well, that doesn't matter, Pleasanton, California. Um, so it's the 27th from 630 to 9. I don't do a lot of these events on the East Bay. In large part, it is such a long drive for me in the evening for a guy who does an early morning show. Um, doing some financial seminars workshop, basically um, tied towards uh, decisions in retirement to reduce risk, strategies that will help you in a low interest rate environment. It's good for you if you're in your 30s and 40s and not even close to retirement because you start seeing some of the issues that you're going to really, really seriously need to address in your lifetime. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's a charitable event. It's 5 bucks. 100% of that goes to charity. Um, and that's just to keep out the people who have been 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 times these events. Um, and also, uh, I'd love to see you. It's really, really nice to see who's listening on radio, who's watching on TV, and putting names to faces. You can sign up for the event this Thursday in Pleasanton, 639. CFP Chad Burton will be running it. Uh, you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'll be talking economy. I'll be talking with stocks that I own and why. Um, always a really, really good event. So coming up at 7.30ish today, 7.33, I'm going to be talking a little bit about WhatsApp and why do we care. I think it's very, very important to start thinking about that. We start today off with a higher market, very, very bullish. The S&P 500 up 13, that's a, a big open. The Dow up 116, the NASDAQ up 29. The S&P 500 is right at resistance right now for its all-time high. Gets above it. Everyone who's ever invested in SP 500 made money, and that shows you that there's a little bit of momentum going. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 516 Find me online at robblack.com. I do a Twitter update, update, Rob Black Show. I do a Facebook update under Cron4 Rob Black, Cron4 Rob Black. And I do a YouTube update, Rob Black Show. Let's take a little bit of a break here. 800 516 It's 800 516 to get your calls on the air. Don't be shy. Come up with some uh, rules for investing via Warren Buffett. I've got plenty of content today. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. 
1220 KDOW traffic. I don't think that the issue ever was that there were. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. This next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about the whole WhatsApp and the 19 billions or 18 billion dollars that Facebook is paying for them. That looks so ridiculous and reminds so many people of the late 1990s. I'll try to give you the other side of it and why it might be important to eyeball. So there's a Mobile World Congress going on in Barcelona. It's a very odd concept um, that outside the United States, business moves on. Companies like Apple and Samsung are there, uh, a market controlled by Am, uh, Apple and Samsung. Uh, Firefox, though, at this Congress delivered a $25 smartphone. That's pretty impressive. Nokia. They revealed an Android-based phone for $129. They also introduced a new Asha phone that sells for $67. Now, Nokia is in the, prog- in the process of being acquired by uh, Microsoft. Their phone and tablet division. Why are they coming out with a Android-based phone? Very, very either a we're not too thrilled with how Microsoft is doing this, or we're just going to go on and do what we do anyway. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of synergy between the two companies. The S&P 500 is up 13, the Dow is up 120, the Nasdaq up 31. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton talking things besides portfolios, i.e. things besides wealth that you need to start thinking about for retirement. We have a retirement wealth preservation seminar coming up soon. You can find out more at robblack.com. What do things need to be thinking about other than their cash money? Transitioning into retirement is a big life-changing event, so you have to update a lot of things. Um, the first thing is make sure you update your estate plan, and especially in a state like California where probate is extremely expensive. Right. If you have property outside of if, – if you have real estate and more than $30,000 of assets, especially outside of you know an IRA, you need a trust. Okay. You really do. It's going to save – what you spend on a trust, you'll save your heirs triple that in probate fees. So you need a, a trust, but along with that comes two other very important documents. It's a power of attorney, so if something happens to you, your spouse can step in and handle your affairs or a loved one, and a health care directive. Okay, well, wait, wait, let's talk to power of attorney. Who should get my power of attorney? Your wife, spouse. Spouse? Yeah. Okay. But keep in mind, I, I want a new wife every five years, mm-hmm. especially in retirement. It's called the trade-up policy. <laughs> Do I give it to... Let's see if you can still maintain that trade-up policy and... <laughs> When you're 65. Dude, I plan to be like the guy who, uh, I don't even want to get there. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, 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 no. Um, so, okay, so let's say you do get divorced and you have some power of attorney. How do you, can you undo a power of attorney? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as you do a new one, part of it, the document is you're, you're rescinding all the other power of attorneys. Okay, what's a durable power of attorney? A durable power of attorney, if it's not a durable power of attorney, a lot of financial institutions ignore it or say that it's not strong enough. So you can think of a durable power of attorney in layman's terms as a much stronger, longer-lasting document. But you still run into situations where certain financial institutions still want their own document signed. Right. So even though you have one, you still might want to check with your financial institution to make sure that the one that you have is actually good enough and and uh, their legal department will also honor it. So Anna Nicole Smith, she married like a 90-year-old oil baron who was going to leave his money to his children. She started feeding them bacon sandwiches, which I'll be honest with you, it's pretty tasty. I don't know if you've ever had a bacon sandwich. Put a little strip of bacon on top, even better. Yeah. Um, So that whole estate plan got challenged in court for years. You know, was he of sound mind? Did she use him? Uh, you don't see that very often. These documents are pretty hardcore. I see, I see a story like that at least once a year. Okay. Even just of, of people that I talk to or you know, new clients that I meet, the stories that they tell. Um, and that's one of the topics. Is one of the things that you have to do to get ready for retirement is get healthy. You know, 
people that aren't healthy, a lot of times they're taken advantage of. You know, if somebody can see that you're wealthy but not very healthy, right? they'll be knocking at your door. Interesting. And so get healthy because not only that, but you will spend less on health care costs. So one of the things that you should focus on as part of your life-changing event, which is going into retirement, is getting healthy. Because in order to enjoy retirement, you need to be healthy. In order to do the things that you never wanted to do, or you never had the time to do, you need to be healthy. Like fly fishing. <laughs> or traveling, whatever. Hiking. Um, having hobbies and charitable intent is also you know, things that you volunteer for. The happiest people I see are the ones that have a lot of hobbies, whether it be golf or quilting for that matter, <laughs> some of those weird things. Quilting's not a hobby. It, 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 you'll be surprised, Rob. Um, you think I'll ever make a quilt? Go to Sisters Oregon during the Quilt Fest. It's ridiculous. Um, charitable intent's also volunteering. You and I got to go stroll for chicks at a quilt fest. That's right. That would be a sight. Fancy motorhomes and odd eyeglasses. Motorhomes, there's a retirement expense. Yeah, very expensive. Very expensive. Rent, don't buy, unless you're going to use it 365. Yeah. yeah. Retirement is the biggest life change in your event. It's bigger than a divorce. It's bigger than becoming an empty nester. You go from funding a nest egg and having a paycheck and having something to do and a requirement every day to something completely different. And a lot of times it requires counseling to make that transition and, and a lot of long-term counseling? preparation. Yeah. I've... I've got a client right now, Rob, that went from running a large construction company. Right. Uh, you know, $300,000 a year. Right. Uh, everybody was always knocking on his door every every day, um, you know, 14 hours a day until he was 62 years old. And he's gone through this phase of depression because he can't spend the money that he created. Right. Um, more than well prepared for retirement. And he just doesn't know what to do every day when he wakes up. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't create those hobbies over his lifetime because he worked so hard, and so he's going through a, a very depressive state right now. That sounds like me in twenty years. <laughs> it could be. I have uh, no hobbies. I have no friends. Hobbies? Who would you talk to? My only bad. my only hobbies are unhealthy. <laughs> they wind me up in jail. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, well, speaking of jail, what, the other things you got to help and prepare for is speaking of jail. <laughs> me, like is helping nice kids, helping your kids out. A lot of people have to be ready to help kids and grandkids because the job market's tougher for younger people now yeah. than it was ten years ago. Uh, and be ready to be busier than ever. A lot of people once they retire, they say, "I don't know how I had time to work. I'm so busy now." So just be ready to say to enjoy what you saved and don't don't become a miser. One of my uncles actually goes to prisons and talks to prisoners uh, in retirement. Kind of interesting. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Services in the United States slowed in February. We are a service-driven economy. It makes up a major portion of our economy. So we watch this. This is a big one. Again, the data is kind of wonky because of all the cold and the ice and the snow and the shutdown is here and the shutdowns there. Are we in expansion mode or not? You've got to be very, tread carefully right now. Want to learn more about retirement and income in retirement? Come to the event Thursday evening in Pleasanton. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. If you've never been to an event, drop me an email right now, rob at robblack.com. If you've never been, rob at robblack.com, and I'll give away probably two sets of tickets. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I want to talk a little bit WhatsApp. Why? Why? Did Facebook spend so much money on them? And first and foremost, a media person recently asked Google executive Eric Schmidt. He's out promoting his new book. Now it's a $1 million giveaway to tech innovators. 
he was asked if Google was interested in buying WhatsApp for $10 billion. He said the acquisition price was low. If Facebook could figure out how to monetize WhatsApp's 460 million active users, he's saying Facebook got a deal. He said people have been talking about a bubble in technology for years. The price was low. If they make gazillions of dollars off the customers they're getting, the price is too high. They can't monetize. I think 460 million users, right? $19 billion. How much do they need from each user? We're starting to put numbers on current users. And there's people, you know, putting numbers on current users is, is difficult because, for instance, in the social media gaming world, you could put a number on how many people pay Candy Crush is huge. How many people play, pay to play Candy Crush is small. So typically your, your cash cows are 1% to 2% per se. It's not much. So Schmidt was then asked if Google offered to buy $10 billion for WhatsApp. Schmidt smiled and said, let me not talk about this specific conversation with WhatsApp. Let's just say that we like WhatsApp and we like some of the other things too, including our own products. So let's just go back to WhatsApp and, you know, Why? Why make an acquisition? Facebook is a dominating company, billion-plus users, 100 million-plus per night kind of. You know, they're throwing out those kind of numbers. And, again, if you get $100 million and you get them to, you know, 15 cents, 25 cents of ads per night, it adds up. WhatsApp, $19 billion. It's swimmingly. It's, it's 1990s dot-com bubble kind of acquisitions. It's a messaging app that you can use in place of your wireless regular texting service. So, you know, in the United States, a couple years ago, our wireless providers charged us, you know, how many texts we could send per service plan. Well, that's the world right now. You can enter your phone number, and WhatsApp looks through your contact list for other people who are using the app. Then you can message all those users without limits or overage charges. The app is available on many platforms. It's free to download. It has no ads. It costs $1 per year after that. Now, to be fair, the barriers to entry to coming up with an app that can text and do voice and do video, I can probably have a hacker code writer in here in five minutes and doing it. But what I can't do is get 450 million active users worldwide. So these are people who use your service at least once a month. That's active. Now, Facebook has 1.2 billion. Now, if you take a look at how much... WhatsApp could have raised in the private market, they've got way better metrics. Not way better revenue, not way better earnings, not way better um, employees. Uh, no. They've got way more users than Twitter. Twitter goes for $30 billion. This goes for $19 billion. Twitter goes public. They go private. So if you look at $19 billion worldwide, and again, everything that WhatsApp does can automatically be folded into Facebook, it seems to be a smart thought. Facebook says WhatsApp will act as an independent company. It will stay in its own Mountain View headquarters. The product will stay ad-free. The two companies will focus on growth for the next few years. Then they'll figure out how to make some money in some way that doesn't involve shuffling ads into the app. Now, that's sweet. Again, this is about other countries other than the United States and how they communicate. I'll ask you a question. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I'll read your emails on the air if anyone wants to respond, rob at robblack.com. I'm getting to the point where I'm calling less and less, texting more and more, to the point that calling only seems to be done for me from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and then everything else is text. So a company that only does text, are they in the right place at the right time? Kind of. So why is Facebook spending so much money? And again, they did it with Instagram. You know, Instagram killing Twitter integration in 2012, several months after Twitter cut off its contacts list from Instagram. Facebook's acquisition of Instagram, or Twitter's previous failed acquisition, has something with some bad blood from these big companies. Twitter, Facebook, and Google, they all want global domination. This is the fun part. You know, looking for the real answer of why they're trying to compete and acquire such a young company with so many users and so little revenue. Facebook wants the photos. So WhatsApp 
statistics show people share photos on WhatsApp more so than on Facebook. It's too big of a number not for Facebook to own. You want global domination? You dominate. You worry about earning later. But you stop Apple from acquiring them for $19 billion. You stop Google from acquiring them. Facebook is becoming a social media conglomerate. Very much so like a Disney-like giant. It may not be able to own every popular service, but right now it's grabbing everyone that they can. Facebook lives in fear of mobile disruption. And that's the fear here is that, you know, it probably wouldn't take long for a company like Apple or Google to develop similar technology. They already have similar technology. But can they get similar reach? Facebook's pretty safe from becoming the next MySpace or Friendster, but it can't risk losing people's attention at the hands of cooler apps. They dominate what we're paying attention to on mobile. Can they contain, uh, maintain it? In the world of tech, that's pretty difficult. But how techy is Facebook versus how, you know, uh, kind of TMZ-ish, kind of trashy, you know, let's keep up with each other's great, wonderful lives. Let's see what the celebrities are doing. Facebook needs to expand its Europe and um, emerging market presence. WhatsApp is huge in developing countries. Facebook could also use WhatsApp to help bring more people in through the subsidized Internet. So, pretty interesting stuff. Facebook must want to buy, you know, its way, way in. They're not trying to say, you know what, WhatsApp's doing something cool, we'll copy it, and we'll, we'll do it. They're saying, you know what, we got cash in form of shares, let's do that. WhatsApp is, is pretty open, it's pretty connected to the world. You know, the only other company that's connected in relationship tied towards social is Facebook. The overarching theme here is about the attention and user data. And again, the user data. Um, I can't tell you how many people I know use Facebook or Instagram way, way, way too much. Now today, WhatsApp just got this 19 plus billion dollar investment, huge cash influx, right? It's their CEO at WhatsApp at the World Mobile World Congress. Sounds pretty important in Barcelona, right? Jan Quam. He said, we got 465 million users, up from 450 million when they were acquired last week. He says, WhatsApp lets you send short audio messages to friends, but a real-time voice service over the Internet puts it as a rival to Skype and to Vodage. So that's right. They're saying, we're going to do voice. Now, again, texting, they're making nothing on for the first year. They're going to try to make it in the second year. Voice, they could probably do a very similar thing. And that's where Facebook gets an instant push. Another phone-to-phone, hey, we'll take your 465 million users and put them with our 100 uh, billion-plus users, and we'll see how many people want to make phone calls to each other over mobile networks that don't tie into AT&T or Verizon, or that do it through the Wi-Fi angle of AT&T and Verizon, or name your world provider worldwide. Voice calls over the Internet are often cleaner and clearer than regular cell phone calls, assuming you have a decent connection. WhatsApp has potential to become a global voice carrier of sorts, making it easy to call anyone without extra charge. So last week we had a little conversation about how do you value Google? Is it a search company? No, 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 no. Is it a phone company? Yeah. Is it a cable company because they've laid cable in two, fiber in two sets of cities and they're going to expand that? Sure. If you were to value them just as search, they're way overpriced. If you were to value them as potentially becoming a leader in any of those three, or all those three, and future other markets as well, holy macro. Great Google movie. It's pretty insane. Um, so that's why Facebook bought WhatsApp. And it's a big risk, because again, we as a society, that as far as I know, things aren't necessarily sticky with us. You know, how many people went from AOL to MySpace to Facebook in the last 12, 13 years? Probably a lot. I don't, again, maybe some of us missed MySpace. I, I missed MySpace. And there will always be something else 
instantly cropping up. You know, the moment Facebook announced they acquired WhatsApp, there's another app out there that does the similar idea. Instantly got 5 million plus people. Because people don't want to be associated with the evil empire, which is now Facebook and Google. The evil empire used to be Microsoft. Not so much. Ah, here's our flamenco music for the World Mobile Congress story. (laughs) A little late, but that's okay. Nokia announced three new Android phones today at the World Mobile Congress in Barcelona. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at 800-516-1220 to call. RobBlack.com. Big event coming up Thursday night in Pleasanton. Sign up at RobBlack.com. That's RobBlack.com. Details of a battery gigafactory this week. What's that all about? Like, we'll learn for sure. So, compared with Tesla's swoopy electric luxury cars making lithium ion battery packs, it's pretty unsexy. Tesla apparently views the plant as critical to their strategy of being able to deliver finished goods themselves. It needs to source its own battery packs. The thing that I like about this is that the plant could supply batteries to other car makers, which is another source of revenue. It's also tied towards Musk's solar city. They've announced plans to sell Tesla battery packs to companies to use for emergency backup power storage. Future models of Tesla vehicles, they're gonna ha- you know, Tesla's developing a more mainstream electric car for sale in several years, but it needs to dramatically lower those battery costs. That's part of the, the higher cost of one vehicle compared to a Tesla vehicle. So uh, I like the story. I'm not jumping up and down. It's okay. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stock market meandered its way to a meh, kind of ending last week, but in the last three weeks, it's been very, very attractive. Verizon today was upgraded over at Bank of America and Merrill Lynch to buy from neutral. Pfizer reported some strong positive drug trial results. Men's Warehouse is upping their cash offer for Joseph A. Banks. Man, these are two companies that that sell suits that are really struggling to sell suits. So a little weekend of reflection out there going on, and the markets feel okay. There's not any economic data today that's huge. The economic calendar will round into focus as the week progresses. Again, in the polar vortex is hitting this week. The Bay Area is going to get rain, 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 lots of rain, in theory. But the rest of the United States is going to get cold and snow. So the market's behavior is the real intrigue of the week. How will it feel closing above 1848 on the S&P 500? This year's intraday high of 1850. I hope I said that all right. Closing high of 1848, intraday of 1850. That's about right. So, do we get giddy or do we go, you know what, we've gone too far too fast? I can't tell you. It's like predicting the mood of a 16 year old schoolgirl, which, for the record, is a phrase I've used not so recently. Or way too recently. Um, McDonald's eyeing extending breakfast hours. Now, on one hand, I love the story because I think McDonald's is an important blue chip company. On the other hand, I think it tells you that they're doing everything they can to go after that, you know, 20-something, 30-something known as a millennial. Breakfast on weekend cutoff at 10.30 doesn't go very well. A lot of people show up and they're like, ah. 
I know you're saying they're like zombies. Yes, they're like zombies. So on one hand, I hate the story. On the other hand, I kind of like the story. But it tells me that, you know, catering to the 20-somethings and 30-somethings can be a pretty difficult business, especially when they like fresh, organic, local, sustainable. And they know the difference, and they know when their friends are going to said place. Netflix hired today, even though they're paying for content with Comcast. Now, what's interesting to note about this is, on the initial read, you're like, oh, no, this is bad for net neutrality. On the second read, you realize that Netflix is already paying third-party intermediaries, and by economic law going directly to the source, it should be ultimately a win for Netflix, a win for Comcast. Still a lose for the customers because it's going to get tougher and tougher to compete with a giant. Now, Netflix is, they didn't compete with HBO for years and 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 years, and they finally did. You get the idea. But when you have content and you have the ability to deliver it, it makes things kind of tough. Carl Icahn is accusing eBay's board of members of conflicts of interest. I think he's on to something. You know, I don't necessarily think that it's as subversive as, you know, it's, it doesn't deserve the Wall Street or Hollywood treatment. But it's a bit of an issue when, you know, your CEO, John Donahoe, and you allow Scott Cook and Mark Andreessen to, you know, come into your company, see the book, see everything that they need to see. And then Scott Cook basically says, you know what, I don't want eBay hiring our best employees. And that kind of gets pushed through. And then a lawsuit stops it from being pushed through. But it tells you, like, whoa, Intuit's a big company. Big, 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 big company. They're not thought of as big, but they are. Same thing goes with, you know, Andreessen Horowitz and the venture capital company seating their CEO on the board of directors of big tech companies like eBay and HP. So eBay sold Skype to Microsoft for $8.5 billion. 18 months later, it was sold to, I'm sorry, yeah, it was 18 months previous, it was sold to uh, Andreessen Horowitz for $4 billion. So as a board member, he recused himself, but still eBay sold an asset to a company that later resold that asset for double. And the thing that those two companies have in common, Andreessen Horowitz and eBay, is that Mark Andreessen is on the board of one and owns the other. So, now that's kind of a little bit of an older story. But there's also like um, Intuit's Go Payment Service and PayPal, they're direct competitors. Then you also have Andreessen Horowitz, who owns you know four or five venture startups that are tied towards payments. So why not spin off PayPal while it's big and large and has some momentum? It looks fishy on the outside. Is it fishy on the inside? I don't know. Big event coming up in Pleasanton this Thursday. A wealth preservation, income, and retirement event. CFP Chad Burton will be there. I will be there. Michelle Lerman will be there. Talking issues in retirement and income in particular, trusts, and more. You can sign up for the event this Thursday in Pleasanton at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Ah, the sound of small business. Get it. Expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Good day. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black doing my best to 
be honest and insightful with you, doing my best to share with you everything that I can financial. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I try to help connect some of the dots for you in the big picture of the economy. Recently, I said on air, look, as you're driving to work today, look at the carpet store, look at the copy store, look at the 7-Eleven. Are there people out in the roadways? Of which, if there are, the economy's doing something. That's important to know. Now, again, that's not like, hey, check, go all in. But it's worthy of note that things aren't necessarily going to fall apart. There's not a worst-case scenario. As much as people want to yell the word crazy and gold and, you know, Obama this and, you know, Republicans this and, the you know, too much spending and deficits... Yeah, I don't like any of it, and I think it creates problems. I'm not saying that they're good problems to have. I'm saying that we've solved problems in the past. We've worked our way through problems. We've delayed problems in the past. And again, that doesn't make me a Pollyanna. It tells me that i got to work with what i got to work with. And i got to help you understand well, what is important. 401k, the 403b, the 457, very important. Max them out for your savings. If you're over 50... Do the catch-up in the 401k. And catch-up, I'm not talking Heinz, okay? You're able to save more as you hit a certain age. It's one of the perks of being older. So Daytona, here's a great story of explaining why Chipotle is doing as well as they are against McDonald's. Daytona, I know you're saying that's a, a speedway. What's this got to do with food? Wait for it. It's all in for the Daytona Speedway. They're going to spend $400 million to renovate. More than half a million racing fans were in Florida's Daytona Beach this past week to basically party and tend to Budweiser Speed Week series of races that ended in the Daytona 500. Now, there was lots and lots of rain. Problem. Oh, oh, and that finish? <laughs> you know, one thing that I would love to be in that I would don't want to be in? How cool would it be if you could be promised your safety to be in a car crash where... A Daytona 500 crash where you flip over four or five times. But they say, you're totally safe. Now, driving into work today, I was five minutes from safety and something fell off somebody's truck. It feels like it was a bag of light bulbs. When I hit it, it stayed on my vehicle for two minutes before it finally became dislodged. But it was making a crunching, horrible sound. There's a good chance I go down to my vehicle in the parking garage and see flat tires. I don't know. So... Now, that could have bounced up, gone through the windshield, and killed me. That's why you need disability insurance, and that's why you need term life insurance, just like that. Now, back to Daytona, $400 million renovation. Why are they doing it? There's some football stadiums that absolutely positively stink. For instance, Candlestick. It's old. It's outdated. The luxury boxes aren't very good. There's not a lot of escalators. There's not a lot of elevators. You take kids. You take a girlfriend. And it's like... Uh, I don't want to walk up the steps. And they're looking at their phone and they can't get a signal. So all arenas now are doing $400 million renovations. San Francisco 49ers very much so likely got a new park so that it could be 21st century. They could spend $400 million on renovations or they could spend billions making a new stadium. Why not do the billion, right? Some more comfortable grandstand seats, better technology for watching the action, telling others about it. The younger generation especially expects all these things in the new sports arenas now. And the younger generation, if they go to a sporting event and have a bad time, they may never go again. I went to a football game and you know, saw just these Richards fighting each other in the parking lot. Like, why? Like, be a man and don't hit somebody. Just because, you know, you're, you're fighting over laundry. That's the funniest part about it. A blue shirt's fighting a red shirt. One that has a bird on it and one that has a number on it. It's ridiculous. So anyway. And now you know. The more you know, the more you know. And now you know, the less you know is the more you know. The more you know, the less you know. Whoa. Well, I think we just learned a lesson. Anyhow, in any way, um, what was that lesson? I don't know. Oh, the millennials. 
do not underestimate the way they're changing shopping. I would, and I'm not a millennial, I would much rather pull out my phone to pay for something than to pull out my wallet. My wallet feels like a brick in my back pocket. My wallet feels like, whoa, you're like your dad, and that ain't cool. So I don't see an age where the credit card completely dies. I do see the integrated chip becoming standardized in 2015. I see swipe going a little more away, slower, uh, slowly but surely. Wasn't it a tough week last week? We lost Shirley Temples and no more Shirley Temples and no more Caesar salads. So hopefully we don't lose Timmy Pizza. Um, SP 500 up 17, the Dow up 148. Ladies and gentlemen, the SP 500 is in record territory. Woo! NASDAQ up 40, sitting at 4303. Netflix is paying Comcast, which is a win for consumers. Oof, I don't see it that way per se, but it, it kind of is, it kind of isn't. If you're consuming the product, it is. If you're competition, you want competition, it's not. So Netflix and Comcast, Netflix is going to pay Comcast a little money because they use one-third of the Internet at night. So you're going to get a better stream into your home. At one point in time, the FCC, which they can't keep up with technology, basically said everything should be neutral. If you're an ISP, you have to treat things neutrally. Otherwise, we'll shut you down and take away your licenses. So after years of rates that dramatically exceeded that of underlying inflation, customers are right to fear a Comcast-Netflix combination relationship. The consumer might win from the arrangement, though. Fears, you know, tied towards misunderstanding. So Netflix accounts for a lot of the traffic, and a lot of people have been complaining about their ISP speed. So it's been dropping. So what may happen is you may get a little bit more speed at your home, and you don't have to pay as much because Comcast still wants to deliver it to you. Now that you know Netflix is eating some of the costs, it's not going to be a function of the relationship with Comcast that Netflix raises prices because they're probably, in the end, pretty net neutral on swiping out third-party intermediaries to get it to you faster. It's pretty complicated. As of August 2013, the average U.S. consumer was spending $83 for multi-channel video. Netflix has a base price of $7.99. If either of those costs goes higher in the near term, not going to be because of the deal. But we'll fear it, but in the end, it is what it is. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Let's see if there's any stories that we absolutely positively must hit. Oh, Carl Icahn is making, you know, hay. I don't even know what that means, but maybe they'll throw a haymaker about eBay and their relationship with their board. I like it because it's teaching Americans and American investors that you have to look at a board of of directors and question why they're there, both good and bad. It's kind of like learning that the Supreme Court member has died and has to be replaced. It's kind of good to learn what do they do, how long do they do it for, who appoints them. Big event coming up in Pleasanton this Thursday, 6.30 to 9. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Starting off at 10 the under. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, back in the 33 past first hour of the show, 733 Pacific, I spoke a little bit about WhatsApp and Facebook and why Facebook bottom and why it doesn't look ridiculous compared to the, to the IPO that you recently saw from Twitter. Based on numbers, based on users, based on other quant numbers like revenue and profit margins and quarter to quarter, we don't know. There's not a lot out there. But we do know that it's not much. 
But it tells you that the third world, or outside the developed world, I don't know if you call it emerging now or what, there's a, a huge demand for cheaper products. That's not going to go away. So, you know, on one hand, you could take a look at Apple's and Google's and Samsung's that make high-end phones. On the other hand, you also could take a look at low-end, and there's no shame in that. The big talk coming out of a world mobile conference today is a $25 smartphone made by Firefox. So it's got a Chinese manufacturer of it, tied towards it. Looks a lot like an iPhone. One billion smartphones were sold globally last year, up from 680 million the year before. That's a big number. And now there's numbers to be had in volume, volume, volume on the low end. And there's also numbers to be had on margins on the high end. Watch out. Keep an eye on those margins. SP 500 is up 17. The Dow up 140. The Nasdaq up 38. Welcome in, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton, NewFocusFinancial.com. How to calculate the cost of retirement. This is one of those $64,000 questions. Um, I haven't even put my head around retirement, so I'm, I'm not even thinking about the cost. And yet I'll go out there and say formulas like 10 to 20 times your salary. Let's talk about some of the costs and expenses that are going to come up in retirement. Well, yeah, you know, when you're younger, you can put your head to, you know, your your savings to the grindstone, whatever you want to say, whatever stupid term you want to come up with and, and save 15 to 20% of your pay as soon as you get out of college and start working. And you'll probably be okay, but you get to the point when you're 45, 50, and retirement seems closer now, and you, you tr- you've got to calculate at what point will you have enough. Right. And then even driving your asset allocation and how you should be invested now and in retirement, it all comes from your expenses. So you have to track your expenses. You have to, it, a lot of times it takes people a year to do because some expenses come once a year, twice a year. Um, tuition comes so often. I mean, it's not like a fixed monthly amount. So people that haven't done it for a while, sometimes it takes them a year to kind of perfect it. So the basic concept is what are you spending money on in retirement because you only have so much of it left. Right. You've worked for 40 years, 20 to 60, now you're spending what you saved. Right. But also the point of retirement is to be able to be very comfortable, not worry about money, and also do the things you wanted to do. Because sometimes if you retire at 64, you could have a very stressful, very you know, limited income retirement. But if you worked another three, four, five years, which in the grand scheme of things, if you're living until you're 100 isn't very long, you could have a great retirement just because you have extra compounding years plus you're feeding the portfolio. And you can do things like what's your dream vacations? Um, what do you want to do? Uh, do you have philanthropic goals that you, that's what you're going to do in retirement? Are you going to have to remodel your house? Because the expenses that people forget to put in are <laughs> things like, hey, I've got to remodel my house every 10 to 15 years. I've got to buy a new car every 10 years. You have the whole remodeling the house. That's almost funny because I've recently bought a house. And when I did, I was like, oh, nice way to hit the microphone, you dodo. Um, okay, so, start over. No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> so when I was shopping for a house, you know what I found a lot of? Old people's homes that haven't been remodeled. Yeah. I'm like, this kitchen is a tear-out. Not the whole house. And then I'm like, this rug is a tear-out. The whole house wasn't remodeled. So you have on your list that remodeling is an expense in retirement. I don't think it is. Here's probably what happens in most of America. They sit around in retirement and watch Montel. <laughs> and they don't remodel their trailer. Right. Well, I wasn't buying a trailer. Let's not go there. If they watch in Montel, they're in a trailer. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So some of these are optional in retirement. What, but you some don't of them want them to be. What's the point of retirement? If you could, the, the difference between your success rate retiring at the right age versus three or four years early is so huge when you run projections. And you have to think about some of these things. You might not remodel again when you're 80, 85, 90, but between 65 and 80, you're probably going to do some significant repairs on the home, whether, you know, roofs last 25 to 30 years. You've got that cost. That's 25 to 50,000, depending on how big your house is. Um, You've got gifts to the grandkids that people forget about helping your kids that are not having a great time getting jobs straight out of college right now, especially if they have a philosophy degree or an English degree, something like that, that didn't work well. So all of the dreams, um, you've got to think about what's going to get you out of bed in retirement. What's going to be your schedule? Does that include 
a golf membership? Does that include flight lessons? You know, what, what do you want to do? You have to project those costs into the plan. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to live on 80% of what I'm making now. Okay, fine. Have your reduction in the standard of living and see how you enjoy retirement. A lot, lot brought up in that segment. Um, the roof, median every 25 years. You know what I want to do in retirement? My retirement's, <laughs> my retirement's slightly different than yours. I want to actually put my roof on fire. And when the firemen show up, I go, the roof, the roof is on fire. Just we don't need no water. Let the burn. <laughs> like, that's on my bucket list. I want to tell a fireman, we don't need no, the roof is on fire. They were going to spray you in the face with that giant hose. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. They will let that unleash. You know, wait, peel the skin off your face. <laughs> I was once on vacation, and from the beach, it, there was a boat that was going by at night, and it looked, it sounded like fun. It sounded, it sounded like everyone was drunk on it. I was like, let's do that. So I, I signed up for that, and, and this is a tropical vacation, somewhere close to St. Bart, St. Lucia. And the boat, we signed up for it. And then it turns out it's a, basically a disco on water. And what do I not want to do? Boosters. What do I never, ever want to do? Hang out with people and dance. That combination, it was... The I don't m- think you like either one of those. That's, that's the point, the combination. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to swim to the shore. It was the worst night of my life, and it was the last night on vacation. So booze cruises, hmm, be cautious, right? That's, that's not a retirement thing. We'll get back to retirement <laughs> and much, much more. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Why not own a little exposure to Mexico? They're on track to overtake Japan and Canada and become the United States' number one source of imported cars by the end of next year. One way to do it would be to own the choo-choo companies, like Kansas City Southern in the lower parts of the United States. A multi-billion dollar wave of new factories is raising hopes that the North American Free Trade Agreement, also known as NAFTA, is fulfilling its growth promise and diminishing poverty in the south of the border. And it's turned a handful of Central American, uh, Central Mexican cities into bright spots of prosperity. How do you feel about that? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Don't be shy. You're the Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Big event coming up in... Um, the Bay Area soon. You can sign up for all my events and find out what they are at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Solutions, the bottom line for boomers with Johnny... Stocks continue to advance. The Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ are trading at the best level of the morning. The S&P 500 index is now at a record. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Healthcare providers are jumping on a smaller-than-forecast cut in Medicare rates, and eBay is advancing as activist investor Carl Icahn urges the spinoff of the company's PayPal unit. Also helping stocks the improving economic outlook, David Rosenberg is chief economist at Gluskin Chef and Associates. What has held back the economy in the past several years, uh, the headwinds have, have really, uh, in my opinion, uh, started to turn around in the sense that uh, there is no more fiscal austerity, there is no more tax hikes that are going to be uh, dampening uh, the household sector, and the deleveraging cycle, you know, which affected 70% of the economy, called the consumer, seems to be behind us. Just looking at the latest credit numbers. The S&P up 20 points to 1857, a gain of 1.1%. Dow Industrials up 180 points, also a gain of 1.1%. I throw out a lot of odd advice. One of them is lose some weight. Risk of developing cardiovascular disease within the next 10 years is 8% if you lose. It depends on what risk category you're in, but a 20-pound weight loss will cut your risks by 50%. I know, 20 pounds ain't easy. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some of the stories that I'll throw out on occasion just don't make any sense. Like the $80,000 Oscar swag bag. Does anyone care? Probably not. Last year's bag was worth 55000 Now it's worth 80000 Tells me, when I hear that story, that it's difficult 
to get your message out there. And any way you can get your message out there, you can. There's a hair transplant system, which is pretty cool. Um, it's a robotic hair transplant system treatment. So now there's, like, I didn't know that was out there. It's valued at $16,000, and it's, it looks like this big robot arm that's going to probably go around the sides of your head and pluck hairs off and put them on the top of your head. I don't know. A pet electrolyte therapy, $1,500. <laughs> what does that tell me is people are enamored with their pets. And a lot of people don't have kids, but they have pets. Life as a celebrity pet must be pretty tough when you're getting $1,500 electrolyte therapies in the form of supplements and sprays. Multivitamins in humans are pretty much so wasted. Um, a lot, $13 billion plus dollars goes in every year. Pe- people eat McDonald's and pop a supplement. It's not quite how it works. The... Um, well, I'm not going to skip that one because I'm on a station that might fire me if I say what they're getting in that package. But they also get vacations, vacation, vacations. Five-night stay for two in Kauai. 2,500-square-foot suite in Mexico. $27,000 values. Again, it shows you that, what does that show me? We live in a media-obsessed culture where I heard George Clooney was in Kauai. I stayed at a place in Maui way, way, way up the coast. Um, very secluded. The rooms all had three walls, and Jennifer Lopez had breakfast next to me. I'm very important. That's how I want to end the story. But how do you find these, like, super odd locations? Um, You see this, you know, the the press leak this kind of stuff. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So... We are done with, ultimately, fourth quarter from last year. And we're looking at the first quarter this year. The first quarter this year is just going to be marred by really tough to explain weather. And it will slow our economic growth. And that should give you a buying opportunity if we get economic data weakness. And we should. With that said, nothing's guaranteed. Speaking of not being guaranteed, Ukraine seeks $35 billion as Russia questions legitimacy. Ukraine replaced its central bank chief as it scrambles to fit off default while Russia poured scorn on the legitimacy of the new interim leadership. Temporary government in Kiev said it needs $35 billion of financial assistance. Are you uh, sure you know where the impound yard is? Oh, stop stalling. Come on. I can't think. It's all this noise. Or is it because I've built a stronghold around Greenland? I've driven you out of Western Europe? And I've left you teetering on the brink of complete annihilation. I'm not beaten yet. I still have armies in the Ukraine. (laughs) The Ukraine. In the Risk world, the game Risk, the board game Risk, not the best place to be. Right now, as an investor, not the best place to be. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Market's positive. Market is playing with record territory. Again, that could all change tomorrow. So I don't really care about the day-to-day, the week-to-week, the month-to-month. I'm looking at the trend a little bit more and trying to put it in context. And hopefully we can. The S&P 500 today notched nominal record highs. Hasn't closed there yet, but it's playing in that territory. That's slightly nice to see. Again, we're not going to get totally up in arms and jump up and down. So the market's open big, and they've moved higher. The 10-year Treasury sits at 2.74%. That's still really historically really, really low. Now, history in the last 10 years, it's, it's starting to trend a little bit higher. But we have the S&P 500 up 21 points at 1858. The Dow up. 187 points at 16,290. The NASDAQ up 46 at 4,309. So why is the market hitting all-time highs? Uh, we got this polar vortex. But we also know that the world's doing okay and the U.S. is doing okay. A lot of investors are concerned that the markets are getting overvalued with recent data failing to meet expectations. There was a merger today. IRF Microdevices agreed to buy Triquent Semiconductors for about $1.6 billion. 
12 years ago, no, no, 12 to 15 years ago, these were hot and sexy stocks. Triquit Semiconductor, I remember, was a gallium arsenide play, whereas a semiconductor, it can hold faster currents because it was made with gallium arsenide versus silicon. Or, as I like to say when I'm in L.A., silicone. So silicon chips, uh, tricurrent was just a little bit faster. And it was a sexy story because we were trying to get speeds up in our semiconductors. Not seeing as much of that kind of story today, are we? Humana and United Healthcare are both up big today after the government's proposed cuts to private Medicare program appeared less than in forecasts. I like both those companies, the healthcare services companies. Aetna, I wish I'd met you. They're up as well. Nine of the ten SP 500 sectors are higher. Big event coming up Thursday night in Pleasanton. Sign up today. It's going to be 639. It's going to be on wealth preservation, retirement planning, as well as income and retirement for bond alternatives. Need my Pleasanton crowd to show up? Drop me an email if you've never been to an event. Rob at robblack.com. Otherwise, throw in five bucks for charity. Sign up at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.